Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, we live in the age of the rom-con, yet we all come with decades of dating history that we are pulling behind us in battered luggage. Oh, battered luggage. Right? (laughs) Sometimes the wheel's off of it. That's right. It's a little wobbly. So we're coming at all you middle-aged online daters, specifically you men, Gen X men, with PSA number four. It's not always black and white, so let's spell out what may or may not be black and white. I like it. Okay. So Jill, is it an escalation of the relationship status when you meet the family? No. No. Right. It is not. (laughs) No, it's not. Especially if, like you and I, Mm -hmm. you have a gigantic family and your family are your friends. Right. It's like doing things with friends. It's like, hey, let me introduce you to my friend Casey. Right. Okay, well, here's my friend Jean that just happens to be my sister. Right. It's not, it does not mean anything. It doesn't have to be any kind of advancement of the relationship at all. At all. I also could just be out on a date, casually on a Tuesday, and run in to three family members because my family is so large and out on a Tuesday. Yes. Right? Right. It doesn't mean that I intentionally set it up that, hmm, I'm going on a date. Let me stage my family over here so I can secretly con the man I'm dating into meeting them. No. 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 It just might mean that I run into them because I have 50 first cousins. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Do not read anything more into (laughs) the the family than, hey, it's a meetup and these are my friends. Right. I think, too, especially the friends, because those are your chosen family, in my opinion, as you get older, who doesn't want to just be around friends, right? Like, yeah, like, of course I want you to meet my friends, not, again, because I'm bragging about this serious relationship I'm in, but because that's part of my social connectivity. And why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? Yeah, it's no different than you're sharing a hobby that mm-hmm. you like to do. Like, hey, uh, let's go play ping pong. I don't know. Sure. Um, so it's like, this is my life. This is who I hang out with. This is what we do. And, you know, just a little glimpse into how I live. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So on a dating site, I think it's fair to say that you're dating. Yes. That's why you're there. So I believe, Jill, that when you're dating, you and the person that you're going out with get to define that. You are the only two people that need to define it. Right? Yes. Yes. And when you first, my friend in Colorado just asked me this because she's on a dating site and she said, is it okay to go out with someone else? And I'm like, absolutely. Right. Unless you and that other person have reached a level of conversation saying, okay, let's take this to the next step and let's be exclusive. Right. You know, outside of that, you should be getting your money's worth with your dating app. And, And consider that the other people on there are absolutely doing the same thing. Bingo. 
consider the other person doing the same thing. You're on a dating app. Why would you not be dating? Yes. And and it doesn't, you know, timing, you can't just say, okay, let me just go through these one at a time. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't that doesn't work. Sometimes things come mm-hmm. in at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you know, maybe do a little bit more a juggle. That's okay. Right. You know, that's why you're on this dating app. Let it unfold as it needs to. Yes. Let it unfold. Don't rush it. Enjoy it. Right. You know, that's why you're on this app. I did just read or hear something probably on Instagram because, you know, that's my favorite. The dating apps perpetuate dating. Oh, shocking. (laughs) Right. 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 So use the app. Date. Use the app. Date. And, And again, consider that that's what the other person is doing too. And I love what you said. If you feel that you're progressing then have the honest conversation. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. Use your big girl words. Use your big boy words and say, hey, I feel like maybe this is going somewhere. How are you feeling? We ready to advance this? Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. Right. And if they say no, whatever, no big okay. deal. No big deal. Don't rush it. Right. Yeah. It's really fine. I think also with the whole let it unfold, don't rush it, Sometimes chemistry isn't a big bang. No, sometimes it is not there right away, mm-hmm. you know. And when you are having your initial meetup, you really are a brief amount of time, typically. That's right. So, and everyone, you know, could be a little nervous. They're not sure. Right. And so, you kind of have to go with a little bit of grace there. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't have the fireworks... That doesn't mean that it was a no-go. Right. It might mean like, hey, let's circle back around. When we have more time, we're a little bit more relaxed, and we can get to know more about each other. Right. So I also think, again, being in this rom-con world, you know, like everybody wants the romantic comedy. We want the foot pop when we kiss. We want to be swept off our feet. You know, we want the, we want it all. And it's just not realistic because what you're not seeing in those movies is that history that's coming with someone that they're pulling behind them. All of those experiences that are coming on that first date. I think also your best behavior of that first date really might not represent what you want or what you will get. Ooh, that's true. That's true. That's a good one to really contemplate. I think you need to know what your non-negotiables are. You need to set those boundaries. Stick to that. Otherwise, you need to be open to the connection and the willingness to learn more. Yes, yes. Um, As far as your non-negotiables, there's no sense in exploring something that goes against your non-negotiables. For example, let's say non-smoking. You want someone that's a non-smoker and this person smokes. Mm -hmm. You know what? Don't even go down that path because that person is a smoker. That's right. They're going to be a smoker, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to accept what it is. Right. And what that person is. That's Mm -hmm. who they are. Right. You know, don't try to mold them into something or say, gosh, if they would only be like this or that, it'd be just perfect. Get all of that out of your head. That's right. 
I think you also have to know what are those push points for you that will keep you in the past, that will keep you thinking about what if, or oh gosh, you're you're going to be wallowing in some self-loathing or just not in a good space to be open, to be willing to see what could be because it might be a trigger for you. It might be a past trauma. It could be just a past experience that you haven't moved on. Are you able to? Are you truly open to dating? Sometimes we get into dating and we're actually not ready. Yeah, and that's okay. Absolutely. You don't know until Absolutely. you try. Yep. And then you're like, oh, it's too soon for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, yeah. you know, it's overwhelming. I got to turn this off. I can't, right. you know, handle it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because you do, and we've said this on many podcasts, is you cannot circumvent going around your life events right so don't think that okay well i'll just get on this dating site and then everything will be fixed (laughs) right in my life and i'll be happy Mm -hmm. that that's not gonna work it's you can't use it as a distraction to go around the things that you really need to work on in your Mm -hmm. life the only way is through absolutely So I think you also need to be perfectly fine and willing to be upfront and verbalize what you're experiencing and how you are feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's part of communication. (laughs) 101. Yes. And, you know, you have different perspectives. You have different thoughts. And you need to verbalize that because that's part of you and that's part of your expectations and you know what makes you tick on the inside and that's what the person wants to know Mm -hmm. I mean the outside you know that's great but truly what makes that person tick on the inside how do they what kind of spirit do they have Mm -hmm. that's what they want to know I agree I think if you are uncertain about how to ask a question, how to express an, express an emotion, or how to frame a statement, ask. Ask a friend. Ask a confidant. Ask the online experts, right? Go to resources that are available. Seek guidance. It is okay to ask. Yes, I have done that with you, Casey. You have, and I've done it with you, absolutely. Because sometimes when you're in it, you're like, I can't really, Mm -hmm. you know, but the other person's like, oh, well, just say this or just do this. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, ask. I agree. I think that when we are trying to spell things out so that it is black and white, conversations should be. Conversation should be very clear. The expectations should be set because we're adults. We should be able to use words in a way that we are clear. If not, we ask for clarity, that we set expectations, that we share the mutual expectation and being able like, to say, I can or I cannot meet that expectation. That we set boundaries and that we stick to those boundaries, right? We're not moving it because someone's asking us to or they don't like the boundary. Yeah. Right? Right. And and you put that boundary in place for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. So when you feel it shifting, 
kind of go back and say, okay, why is this boundary important to me? Right. And and am I shifting it because it isn't important or because I am uncomfortable? Because what is it? Why why am I willing? Right? Boundaries are good. What are those non-negotiables? Why did you set them in the first place? It's okay to have accountability. I think it's imperative. It is imperative because when you get caught up in the la, 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 Mm -hmm. you've got this to anchor you. Right. I also think that as adults, we really should be more inquisitive than critical. And maybe that would be helpful for us in being gentle and kind when we're dating. Because we want to know about each other. But again, not to judge not to be critical, but to really see, are we going to connect? And is there something there? Is that chemistry, that slow spark that might become a bang? It might. It might. Mm-hmm. It might. You know, right. you've got to let it play out. You have to enjoy the process. Let it unfold. Don't mm-hmm. rush it. Right. You know, treat each other with respect. I think that's always important in life, no matter what. Right. Is, you know... People deserve to be respected just like you want to be respected. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because, Jill, at the end of the day, this should be fun and it should be a good experience. Yes, it should be a good experience. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully these little tips have helped. Middle-aged dating, and especially online, sometimes is not fun. Sometimes it isn't a good experience. But we hope our PSAs are helpful And if you would like to contribute to them, you know where to find us. We are 2GenXers at a mic.com. With that, we're going to leave you on a high note with hope. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at 2GenXers and a mic. That is the number 2, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.